This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be legends. Joe asks, what advice would you give a high school senior in America trying to decide whether to go to college, and if so, which one? Joe, I'm going to let Casey answer this first, just because I think it'd be fun to have you start off the show. Yeah, no, I've got a strong feeling about further education, which is that I think in life you should only be doing two things ever. And one is like discovering what your passion is, and then two is realizing it. So Joe, if you know what you want to do, and you are convicted that's where you want to be in life, and that trajectory does not necessitate a college education, then skip it. Chances are you don't know what you want to do, otherwise you wouldn't be asking us this question. And if you don't know what you want to do, your responsibility is to figure that out. And college is one of the best places, one of the best atmospheres, environments you can be in to figure out what your calling is in life, to figure out what your passion is, what your purpose is. Joe, I'm gonna jump in here as the cars are racing outside and say this. I agree with a ton of what Casey said. I'll also add that if you're taking $200,000 in debt to find your passion, that might be a practical kind of, uh, by the way, debt that you can't even declare bankruptcy against, which complete, I mean, I can't even, I'm suffocated by the, the game, the AK racket that is student loans. Yeah. And today, in today's environment, things that you and I didn't have, there are other places where young people congregate and pound into each other in the serendipity of finding those mentors or contemporaries that allow people to discover. So look, I, th- I think one thing for sure, it's fun. Entrepreneurial, I look at you as an entrepreneurial artist, I, uh, but I look at you way more artistic than I may. So call it entrepreneur artist, boy, there's a lot of rationale in a 2015 world where college is not the right answer. And I think, you know what's really been unique to me, Joe, is I'm gonna give you a weird answer. I actually find that there's an enormous amount of kids, and I'm spending a lot of time on this topic since I was a shit student and have made something of myself, um, that a lot of kids are still just going to college, just making that decision on not wanting to disappoint their parents. And that to me is maybe the most fascinating thing going on is that father of a five and a two year old living on the Upper East Side with elite private schools where I'm paying college tuition for kindergarten already, it's been funny to me, because I'm really poking and prodding the parents that are my new contemporaries to see how much pressure, and they have not switched yet. The reason I keep talking about college in a world where a lot of my friends talk about its demise as more of a 20-year thing than a 10-year thing is because I still think parents of my generation still value it too much for their own self-esteem. They want to say their kids went to Stanford and Harvard and things of that nature. So, look, you've got to make your own decision, but I'm with you like discovering it and and then I'd be curious now I'm like mixing up the show what do you think about this based on your answer because your answer is my answer and there's one other there's one other part that I'm trying to figure out I'm a big fan of practicality I think you and I got lucky that not only were were we able to figure out our passion but we actually had some level of talent within it there's a lot of people a la the people that go and try out for American Idol or the wannabe NBA players. What's your point of view on Joe figuring out his passion is to paint, but he sucks shit at it? Well, you know, I I think that anyone's life, your world always shrinks and expands in proportion to your willingness to take risk or try new things. And that's why I think that like an academic environment is a great place for trying new things and experimenting with new things. So if your passion is painting, and you're a terrible painter, then maybe being in an environment like college will open your eyes to something like graphic design, which doesn't yep. involve a paintbrush. Yep. But you can make a great living at it, yep. and you're realizing an artistic passion that is certainly in line with painting. 
Um, do you think? Do you think that then one needs to be challenged to make sure they go into the funnel of college to recognize they're not there to check those boxes? Because the way you play the game actually has as much to do with the game, right? If if you hack college in the way that you're talking about it, you know now you're starting to think about, you know, course selection. You're talking about the kind of group of friends that you're spending time with. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think co- college is can be a total waste of time and money um, if, if not approached carefully. And I think a lot of kids today go there for a lot of the wrong reasons, like what you're suggesting. And certainly if there are better other opportunities um, that feel better to you than college, I think now today those opportunities are, Way more practical. are, are, are as practical uh, as an academic uh, education. I can tell you that a big falsehood is that by going to college, you will get something else. <laughs> you will find success. And one thing that's becoming more and more true, especially as, as technology is opening up all new means of, of, of transmission of information, is that, is that if there were a defined path to success, especially in any sort of creative endeavor, everyone would just follow that defined path. 100%. There is no defined path. And college can be a great way to help you find one of those paths, but it is certainly not the only way, and it's certainly not a guarantee that you'll find that trajectory. Hey, Gary, my name is Richard. Um, Hey, Richard. My daughter, 17, she's going to a meeting tonight with my wife to discuss with her school, uh, her university options, what she wants to do. She's incredibly courageous, marketing mind, communications mind. I'm taping you right now, and I'd like you to talk to her like she was your 17-year-old daughter in terms of how she should consider her university career, how she should maximize that experience to prepare her for the world that you see she may be entering into. Oof. Um, so her, her name is Kiara. Kiara, I have no idea what's about to happen, but it's about to get interesting, Kiara. Here's what I would say, Kiara. I would tell you that there's not a school on earth, not a university or college that exists that isn't even remotely equipped to educate you properly on communications and marketing in the world we live in today. So... I have no interest, Kara, to get your mom and dad mad at me, but I would tell you that here would be my four-year strategy. I would go to university, especially, is she going here in Canada? She's, she's talking about NYU, she's talking about San Fran. Is she collecting debt, or are you guys paying for it? I think she's just enamored by big brands. But is she gonna pay for college? Yeah, well, we're, yeah, we're paying for it. So she's not collecting debt? No, well, yeah, I apologize. We're paying for it, and yeah, she's going to have to collect debt along the way. All right, Kiara, you're going to have to have a weird conversation with your mom and dad <laughs> because the first thing I'm passionate about is for you to not have any debt because if you're going to go to a business that is going to sell you a shit product that you are then going to pay compounded interest in that you can't even declare bankruptcy to get out of, that's called extortion, fucked up, fucking crazy-ass shit. <laughs> But Kira, if that number's not that high and you can get some other things that drives down that cost, the second move would be to take your last four year vacation of your life, hook up a whole bunch, have, or, or not, a, you know, depending on your own radar, Kira, that might be one dude, seven, that's on you, don't let them judge. She's a nice, good Christian girl. I'm now. sure she is. <laughs> and, If you want to learn about marketing and communications, spend a lot of time online and consume relevant 2017 
content from people that are actually doing it, not professors that are so not practical and so romantic of how it used to be that I've traveled the best universities in the world and have literally thrown up all over myself while I've been prepped to talk, listening to the horseshit that those professors are shoving down these kids' throats. Thanks, Gary. You're welcome, brother. Love you. Daniela asks, I'm an immigrant with an entrepreneurial dream. All my parents care about is college, which I hate. Any advice? That's tough. Um, Did you get pressured to be a good student? No. I, I came from one of those families where it was just expected. And, but I'm right, there was no even, it was right. binary, right? So I, I came from one of those <laughs> There weird, wasn't even a conversation. No, right? no, no, it just wasn't even a conversation. I came from one of those weird families where high expectations were always there, but my parents were not very good at being parents, and so I was basically ignored. So I kind of had to raise myself, but unconsciously... You had I siblings? Think, no, only child. Only child. Yeah, I think unconsciously I understood at a very young age that the adults were never going to help me. No one was coming to help me. And so I had to learn, like the system as it's presented to you is bullshit. And the only gift they gave me by being terrible parents is that I was never fooled by the lies that the system tells you, like school, right? Uh, I learned how to hack the system. You feel like early on you made a decision that you weren't getting value from your parents and thus every grown up during your youth you looked in a cynical point of view? Not just the grown-ups, but the actual systems that the grown-ups all operate in and represent. Yeah. Whether it's work or whether it's uh, corporations or school. It's not that everything is invalid, it's just that the, the, the face that they present is never the reality. It's so interesting. I, on the other hand, had amazing parents, right. but came to that same realization at a very young age. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, that's, It's so interesting, different paths to get to that place. That's it really I, dictated my life, where I was like, oh my God, I'm not this, and like, I've got another, geez, I was in fourth grade for sure. Right. I'm like, crap, I got another nine years of eating this shit. Well, see, <laughs> you, you got out early. I'm like, how do, I, how do I break this system? How do I hack it and make it work for me? Yeah, you decided to win within it. I decided to literally go on vacation because I realized subconsciously uh, I was never gonna be on vacation again. You know, what's <laughs> funny is I think, if we're talking about unconscious, uh, I think I, I realized I had no other support. You had great parents. Yeah. You're like, I have this other world yeah, I can sure. go into. I knew the right, only you're like, world, I need this, right. I, I, I need to win that. at this system so that I have, because I don't have anyone What's else. What's the person's name? Um, Daniela. Daniela, I'm gonna give you very difficult advice. I really think you need to have the most honest and truthful conversation you've ever had with your parents and then react to their reaction. I think if you really, I don't know if you've ever gone there all the way where like, this is really ruining me. Like, like not like, hey mom and dad, I don't like school. It's like, yeah. I'm suffocating and truly believe my life will not be as good as it could be if I go down this path. Watching your parents' reaction to those words, verbatim, would be, will give you a really good indication because then you get to understand, are your parents wired to really value you and what you and what where you are and what's in your best interest from your point of view, or do they really care about their point of view and what their child's success means to them? I've become very fascinated. You might have better insight well, to this. I grew up in a way where I didn't know like the fancy world, and so like bumper stickers 
of colleges on cars and like, and like parents telling kids to take on college debt at better schools. Wait a minute, that's in their interest because they get to tell their friends that University of Chicago is real fancy. I'd be super yeah. pumped if Misha and Xander went there. Like, right. I, I'm like, holy crap, that's interesting. Well, so I think that's fantastic advice. Let me just add one sort of uh, uh, way to frame this. So when you go talk to your parents, I think the way to frame it is not here's my argument because you're not never going to convince someone with a compelling argument or very rarely. What you want to do is start by asking them questions. Do you care about me? How much do you care? What do you really care about? What matters the most to you? And what they're going to say is we care about you being happy. We care about you finding yourself. We care about you, whatever, right? Get them to commit to that and then say, all right, if, if you really do care about me and you really do, it, it does matter to you that I'm this happy, I'm gonna tell you I don't wanna go to school because it makes me very, or college, it makes me very unhappy and trying these other things for a year or two is gonna make me much happier. It, will you support me as I do something, at least for, and you can even find it as temporary. Give me a year to support me, and if it doesn't work, I'm happy to go back to college. And support me mentally, right? Like the financial right. part uh, is That's so totally simple. what I mean. I know that. Emotional. I know that. I wanna, I wanna frame that up for people. And I, I would say the other thing, like look, like there's casualties of war, and your parents are not gonna be around for your casualties of what they think is in your better interest than versus you. I mean, the gift that I was given that I really wish I could, you know, like stick into every goddamn person is the audacity and confidence at a very young age to just say, this is the deal. Huh. Like, like that independence is incredible. And like, and that's hard for a lot of people, but like, if you're asking me on this show, like to me, actions speak louder than words. If you publicly tweeted this and asked me and wanted me to answer, you're just looking for somebody to push you over the finish line. Many of you are watching this and think it, but would never tweet it publicly in fear yeah. that your parents would see it. You're clearly, this close and you need somebody to nudge you. I'm willing to nudge you. I mean, I really do think there are real moments in time to say, go fuck yourself, mom and dad. And it's real, and it's real not from a bad, cool, like growing out, from a, this is it. Like this is a crossroads and a lot of people get forced into doing, there are kids with massive debt because they wanted to appease their parents and they lose, they lose because they kick their 20s and don't take the risk reward things they should be doing to just pay down the debt and they wake up at 34 and they just finally are at even from something that they decided at 17. Because their parents pressured them. 100%. Yeah. In their, now that I've gotten older and I'm spending time with parents, in their parents' vested interest of vanity. Yes. The worst. Yeah. And uh, my question for him, um, as someone who speaks on college camps around the country, trying to help students get out of student loan debt. His story about this new, um, I think it's Mission Youth, yep. caught my eye over the last week. Um, and definitely, I know that it's just for tech currently, but how are you gonna be able to shift it in the future to maybe cover other um, majors that are available? And would it work with corporate, corporate America? Yeah. Um, it's awesome that you said nursing right before I mean, she got it. That's a great question. Go ahead. We're literally just kind of diving into this. I mean, you know, our, our goal is, again, to build a college alternative for the 21st century. That means multiple majors serving multiple different areas. The most popular undergraduate major in the country right now is business. But I'm sure many yeah. of us have met people who graduate with a business degree and still have no clue about how to actually contribute to a company. And so that's why our, our first focus is on data analytics and business intelligence. But as I was just saying to Gary, um, you know, a, a real area of personal interest for me is nursing. 
Uh, we have literally millions of jobs that are about to come up, become available as we have an aging baby boomer population. The current population of nurses are heavily retiring. Uh, there's a lot of different jobs that are going to emerge within just the health space in general that uh, I don't think traditional education is going to prepare people for. And then when it comes to actually the corporate America side, this is already happening whether Mission U existed or not. So PricewaterhouseCoopers, Ernst & Young, two of the uh -huh. biggest accounting firms in the country in the last 18 months have removed the bachelor degree requirement. Uh, in order to get a job at their company. Obviously, Google's done it in the tech space, but you look at like industries as old as publishing, Penguin Books, one of the largest publishers, also removed the bachelor's degree. So I think we're gonna see a really large movement, especially as millennials in the next five to eight years become the dominant hiring uh, component of our workforce because so many, you know, I'm a millennial, I'm at the top end, but so many of us recognize that whether somebody got a degree or not is actually not all that important. It's much more about, you know, where they got into school is a helpful sorting mechanism, but it's only one data point. How they present in the room, you know, what their references are, what their previous work experience, to things like internship, all of that I think is going to increasingly matter much, much more than their transcript or their major or their GPA. Because I can tell you, you know, in my entire career, I don't think I've ever looked at somebody's transcript, not once. Yeah, and that's why I try to tell the students. Um, I have my own company, Debt Sucks University, and like even Gary has truly like helped me talk to the students in a different way to make sure that they're ready. And I've turned them on to so many people, and I just want to turn on the higher ed community to you um, because it's just it's um, interruption, just like he was talking about with Uber and so forth. And I just think higher ed needs to really get ready before Uber does it the same way they did the taxi. I think, I think you're exact, I mean look, they are so stunningly vulnerable because I think what yeah. Adam said is so right. People are like, oh millennials are coming and this, this has already happened. You have, you have people yeah. in their early 30s that are achieving and becoming leaders of our world who look at the world completely differently and they're gonna be the judge and the jury and so Samantha, 32 years old, who knows that her emotional intelligence, I mean I am, I didn't think Adam was gonna be that great because he did go to Brown instead of the reverse. Like I actually prejudge people in reverse and that's gonna become far more common and to your question, the corporations, you know, when you look, when you look at, if you're a 15 year old right now and you think about it's three, seven years from now, when you understand, first of all, the corporations of seven years from now look a lot more like Warby Parker and Casper. Whether those companies win or not after there's an economic downside, I don't know. That model is definitely gonna win. Yeah. So, and what I mean by that model, I mean newer businesses that are gonna be worth four, 10, 15, 100 billion dollars, like they're coming and their DNA is so different yeah. and they're gonna be yeah. the decision makers and, and so I think you're barking up the right tree. I'm glad that it's caught your attention and you know, what I'm most excited about, I would tell you besides the fact that I, I genuinely love this human being, I'm just excited about the legacy of being involved in it because I know there's gonna be more things that look like it. Oh yeah. I know you're gonna build the biggest one, at least it's yeah. very important to me that you accomplish me too. that. Me too. Uh, but <laughs> but we, I think we, this, we, is we this is coming, this is coming, this is coming. Yeah, so, and thank thanks you for the, for the work call. you do as well. Thank you so much, it's something that I love. I'm actually speaking on campus tonight and I'm gonna go in there and show them the threats that are against them Play, and play, just, just, so, uh, so yeah. if you can, go to missionu, just the letter u.com, and there's a video on the homepage. Just play them that video. I think it'll accomplish what you're, what you're seeking. And tell them to become Jets fans. Yeah, that's key. That's okay. important to us. I tell them to become Gary B fans. Well, that, <laughs> I'll take the Jets even more so. Anyway, thank you. Take care. So here's my question. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. I have students um, that I teach in West Philadelphia, I teach at all boys school. And we're talking like inner city Philadelphia, and um, you know, 
I'm going to show them this feed. And what I would love to show them is you giving them some advice as to what to do after high school if they don't want to go to college. Um, because coming from me, it's like... Yeah, you're you know, a teacher. You're a teacher. Over and over again. Yeah. I'm a teacher. I teach ninth, I teach ninth grade literature. I actually... Um, I hit you up on Twitter a while ago when you were looking for... A school oh, to schools to come. I actually... Yep. Yeah, yep. Do we yeah, have yeah, one, so right? I was going back and forth with Alex. Go ahead. Okay. So, so what could you speak to, to my students to kind of give them something to, you know, that they're not just hearing me, but they're, they know who you are. We watch your videos in class. Um, they keep a- asking me, like, they're like, uh, you know, like, so, like, I, I'm always giving them your information and, and telling them what, what I think you would say, but I would love for you to speak to them directly if you could. I could. Now, like, give me, help me a little bit here, because the truth is, let's start from the top, and I'm talking to the class now, and you can clip this. We'll even send you a clip. Yeah. Got it, Tyler? We'll send you, you we'll send you this clip. First of all, how many are there? I have, uh, this graduating class is about 100 students. Right, so for the 100 of you, you're all different. Like, my, if you don't want to go to college, if, if, if you want to figure out what to do, all of you are different. Some of you can sing, some of you are, 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 are math-based and you could be analytical. There's a million things you could do. Obviously, it's crazy that we got you on this show because of Mission U, so you gotta go check that out. There's a million things that I could tell you. Here's the one thing I can promise you. You need to work your fucking face off. And nobody gives a shit about where you grew up. Like, like this, no, like nobody's gonna feel sorry for you circumstantially or feel positive for you. Like, whether you're born in the ghetto or you're born to a trust fund, at the end of the day, once you hit the real world, nobody cares, because then the clock's on. If you're a trust fund baby, people are judging you, like you suck, it's all because you're daddy. If you're fucking from the ghetto, it's like you have no shot, you don't look the part. Either way, nobody cares. The end, the only thing that you should be figuring out is what are you good at, and so you should try a lot of shit, mm-hmm. right? And then you need to work every minute. Like, like if you're not gonna go to college, you're gonna have to work, right? Like if, if you're not gonna use the brand of the degree and before Mission U means something to the whole world, you're gonna have to work and prove it and nobody's gonna feel bad that you're working two jobs or that you're not, you don't have no time to hang out anymore. See, you know this, look, these kids, they're young. When you're young, I was, we're all, we've all been young. The biggest thing that's going on is it's all the same advice over and over. You have to work your brains out and you have to realize nobody cares about you. And once you go into that place and you're super solo, then you have a prayer. But for any second that you think somebody's gonna save you, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, the government, your sister, the people that feel bad for you, like nobody gives a fuck. Do they understand yeah. that, Siege? I'm asking you, I'm asking you. You know, so I, I hear you, and so that, I, Unfortunately, I think that that only comes, that understanding comes with doing, right? With like. It's the Mike Tyson thing, right? And as soon as you get actually punched in the mouth, then you're like, oh. Exactly, and so a lot of my guys have been, have been literally punched in the mouth many times in their lives, and so it's about like helping them to see that there's, that there's kind of more to themselves or that there's, they have more to offer then um, you know, they've kind of been beaten down already and some guys seem a little bit, uh, you know, like they have... It's they lack, you, you, is, it, is, is what, it's just, on. do they have the chip on their shoulder that somebody owes them something because it was fucked up or do they have no self-esteem because everybody told them they can't win? Both, 
you know, it's a it's a both. That's thing. exactly and right. So when we're talking about boys, so it's an all boys school where you know ninety percent of my guys don't have a dad at home, which yep. makes, which literally it makes my job easier because you know you're a guy that shows up every day and tells kids that you love them and that you see them and that they're not invisible. Um, but it's me doing that with my with my my crew at school over and over and over again. And so for like the you know. Uh, Akil Danzler's and the Elijah Goodwins and the, you know, Mark Slaughter's like, those, and I'm so I'm shouting them out because they're going to go, oh shit, Reynolds, you just said my name on the internet. Um, so, <laughs> hey Reynolds, can I ask you a question? If I paid for the bus, like I know schools are fucked up, so they can't take advantage. But if I paid for the bus, can you bring like eight or nine of them up here and hang with me for an hour? I'll go. I will be up there this afternoon if you pay for the bus. That's what I'm. Cool. What I'm do. So cool. So, Send an email to Gary at VaynerMedia. I'm gonna pay for the bus. You're gonna come up here. We're gonna film it. Cause then I'll get into real deal. I don't want to be the guy who's just shouting to a hundred people without context. Let's take eight or nine nope. of them. Do some fucking contest. Reynolds, do whatever the fuck you got to do to get pick eight or nine of them. Bring them up here. We'll jam with them. We'll film that, and then you can use it because they look the part of the other ninety and the hundred next year and the hundred next year. And 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 I knew the answer to your to my question was both, right? Here's the problem, and this is yeah. for everybody. This is not just inner city kids. This is for everybody. Johnny, Texas, you know, Rick, Oklahoma, and Pam, Peru. <laughs> the, the bottom line is it's one of the two opposite things. Either you have a chip on your shoulder and you think the world fucked you and you're unlucky, or you've actually been suppressed and told you can't, right? in a different way than that. Yep. It's, not yep. the, it's not the circumstance, it's the verbiage. You actually have parents, they just suck. Uh. Right, they just, they're in pain so they don't want you to succeed. Misery loves company. It all ends up in yeah. the same place, Reynolds, which is, it doesn't matter. And that's what I want these kids to understand. It just doesn't matter. Because once yep. you get on the field, it's just the field. And so the quicker you can make that mind shift, <clears throat> And then the other thing that none of us realize is how much time you have. Yeah. Like if I knew yeah. as an 18 year old, I did and that's why I won, but I didn't even know to the extreme. The biggest thing I'm gonna do with those eight or nine kids, Reynolds, is I'm gonna make them understand they just have to put their head down for 15 years. And think about when you're 18, what 15 years sounds like, yeah. right? It's nothing. forever. It's, it, well, it's right, nothing to us like as we get older. You're when you're 18, fi- dude, I'll be honest with you, 15 years feels even a little bit long to yeah. me right now and I'm 41. When you're 18, 15 years is your whole fucking life. When you tell them, eat yeah. shit for 15 years, you'll be 33, a child, mm-hmm. and you can then go win, yeah. that fucks with you if I can break through and get them to understand. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the, the only other thing, this is added, the only thing I'll, I'll add in, and I, I think, one, I mean, it's amazing that Gary's going to bring these kids up here, and I will absolutely be watching that session that you have with them. But the thing that I've seen is, and this is the one thing that, as a teacher, I think you can most instill in kids, is that you become your expectations. And people find their expectations, sometimes externally, sometimes internally, sometimes it's a parent or a coach or a teacher or a mentor that helps you understand your self-expectation. Other people are just intrinsically born with this belief that they're gonna go do something great, but you become your expectations. And so every one of those kids, regardless of their situation today, if they can redefine the expectation for their future, then that creates the underlying motivation to bust ass for the next 15 years. But if they don't have the expectation of the outcome in the future and they don't hold themselves accountable to it, then they won't get to that place. If they understood the man that's holding them down is in their fucking dome, everything would change. 
True. Yes. I love it. So, hey, listen, I, can I shout one thing out real quick? Yep. I have, so, my, if, if people want to check out my guys, I, I have a YouTube site called Do Go it. Rap with the Rental. Go. Which is, um, I, I post teacher videos, like how people that teach in the inner city should stop going there for two years to, like, do their good deed and then move on, but they should like go there and stay. And this is how you can stay and like how you can just keep crushing it every year, year after year, um, no matter what the kids bring in with them, that you're like helping them and loving them. And what's the name of the video series again? What's the name again? It's called, Re it's called Real Rap with the Reynolds. Real so Rap be, with the Reynolds. Yep. Good, we'll, we'll, we'll put yep. it here. Reynolds, I can't wait to fucking see you. You better get your ass here you, soon. The season's almost be over. The best, man. I'll see you I'll soon. You I'll see you next week. You so Let's much. figure it out. See ya. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary V Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.